Um, we're talking carriers yeah. today, not brokers. No, broker marketing. Brokers are important piece of the puzzle, but it's not the puzzle that we're working on today. Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.com, episode 83. Who do we have? Jen Pugsley. Michael Turksani. We gave Car uh we gave Harsh a second to flip the camera when you did your intro or when you said your name. Jennifer Pugsley. Yes. Jennifer Elaine Pugsley. Oops, we're not supposed to use full names. Can we bleep that out? We don't need to. We don't need to use Everybody names. knows who she is in the insurance industry. Um, Maybe. Yeah, everybody does. So if you don't know, that's probably an issue, right? <laughs> um, and we're visiting the Toronto office this week. Mm-hmm. Been good success. Couple, couple meetings. Yeah, couple meetings focused on broker marketing largely. Broker marketing, as in carriers marketing better to their brokers, mm. not broker marketing. Carriers to and the MGAs. consumer. Yeah, yeah. Carriers and MGAs. Mm-hmm. Insurance providers, insurance companies. Yes. So. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's been a really good trip. I think that um, a lot of good focus points for 2023, largely around um, broker personas and, and acquiring accurate broker data, keeping mm-hmm. it fresh all the time, rounding out your brokerage accounts with data it was a huge, uh, huge topic this week. So... We work on, we have broker customers, right? Yeah, we have broker yeah, customers. We have broker customers, but today we're talking about the carrier um, marketing support that we do, That we do, right? Yeah. Carriers and MGAs, so yeah, same carriers audience. And MG- yeah, same yeah. audience. Largely, you know, um, marketing to their broker network, their yes. broker partners, right? The people that sell their business, not the direct channels. Yeah, so a brokerage would have multiple carrier markets that they sell yeah. that they're able to place business with um and all of them are being kind of communicated to by the these insurance these insurance markets yeah so we help them run better programs so why don't you talk a little bit about that what is what does that mean yeah careful you're going to get yeah so better programs through Several different digital mediums, email being a strong one, always has been a strong one in the industry, Um, but how you run email effectively to stay top of mind with a broker, right? And then all the things that go into top of mind for a broker. So something very simple like, you know, tactics to actually land in the inbox um, to being highly relevant, getting your messages read, um, education, new business, retention, you know, advertising for new product lines. Uh, So not just email, right? So then there's also the other pronged approach with social media. So really broker comms, Mm -hmm. effective, smart broker comms when 
your brokers are getting 30 other comms every week from their other carriers. So, mm-hmm. so we've seen big strides, I think, in the industry, but there's there's still such a gap around the technology and a, a gap of knowledge, right? So things, simple things like deliverability and all the things that go into, you know, the back end stuff to running good email. Um, then all the front end stuff too, you still see a lot of carriers um, even structuring their emails that are just not getting read. They're too text heavy. They don't have the right creatives. They're just um, not digestible. There's too much stuff being jammed into an email. So it's getting blocked mm. by you know, Outlook and, and Gmail. So all of just the tactics of what does it take to run really good comms um, in 2023 and then the data that actually powers all that. So acquiring broker data, constantly updating your broker data because we all know there's tons of movement all over the place in Canada, especially in the last year. Um, yeah. So so, so you have to have, I think we should maybe focus on email for a bit, but what we're saying is that you want to be able to communicate with someone at the brokerage. There's going to be different people actually that a carrier might want to uh, send a message to, Mm -hmm. right? So you can talk a bit about the, the, the different roles and stuff, but you, at a base level, you want to make sure that the email makes it into the inbox Yep. and that, and they think, oh, why wouldn't it go in the inbox? So we can, we can talk about, you know, obviously that there's a lot that goes into that, especially as we start thinking about um, the changes in spam filtering and email firewalls and just a lot more rigor around looking at these emails, mm-hmm. you know, and how image heavy are they or just a bunch of different factors. So you want to get it into the inbox, number one. And then from there, you have to have engaging enough content so that hopefully that individual you know, more than glances at it, hopefully yep. doesn't just delete it, which is probably what a lot of people end up doing if there isn't something that's eye-catching. Now, all of that really leads us down a road of saying, how do you get your email to be more relevant to, right. to an individual? So, right. And that comes down to that kind of mantra of, well, can we get this to more of a one-to-one yep. level of relevancy? Right. So, and even before that, right? So so that, yeah. And then the one step before that, which is not really a one step, it's a multi-step, but making sure that you, if you want to use email as a growth tool, right, beyond and a, and a significant marketing channel, then making sure that your total audience is accurate, right? Mm-hmm. So if you know your total breadth is 50,000 brokers, right, or you have, you know, two brokers, Bob and Sally, two producers from a, a, a brokerage they, and you know there's 10 other key people that you could be that could be selling your product servicing your product and you don't have their names in your database then you're 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 just missing opportunities mm-hmm. right yeah i yeah so that you're getting you know down to the list and i think or down to the to the audience um and when when you so the the 
audience comes into play, but it's an always evolving process. And right. well, maybe we'll talk about the audience stuff a little later. So right now we're, we're talking about, you know, if we want to get into a brand message and we, we have different goals at, at maybe different stages of that broker's journey, right? So I'm new to the company. I'm new to the brokerage. Maybe I'm a, I'm a brand new CSR. Right. Right. So there's probably, well, am I, am I just getting the next email from the carrier if they even know that I'm work there? Right. Right. Am I just getting the next email from them? And oh, okay, great. Or do I get a four series, five series? Hey, by the way, you know, we know you're you're new to yep, the this, this company and, and actually you've got, you know, kind of even new to the business. So here's a a, a very digestible series of, of information about us as a carrier, yep. right? Um, maybe with some click-through resources, I think we'll probably end up talking about landing pages and, you know, how to use some facilities outside of email and your marketing automation system to support mm-hmm. um, additional information that you would want to give somebody instead of jamming into these massively long exactly. text, text-based emails, right? Yeah. So when you look at the the broker's journey and like what, you know, what do they go through, you know, and then there's, then you think, well, okay, how can we be a lot more relevant and a lot smarter about our brand, our, our kind of overall communication strategy using email. Um, and we were on the phone with, with a network, a fairly large network yesterday, and they said that they're really concerned about the volume of email that, mm-hmm. that their, their group may want to send to their, to their brokers, because it's sort of like the easy button, right? Yeah. Oh, we have a, th- we have something to send out. Let's blast it to everybody. Yeah. And you think, well, there's there's really not anything wrong with getting an email from an organization a few times a week if that email is relevant to me. Right. But if you're just blasting the entire base because you don't know enough about them, you don't know where they're at and maybe their journey, and you're just one more piece of information that you're trying to do a catch-all, that's when you erode, you erode trust in the audience and say, well, I'm just going to delete this because one in five might be relevant to me at that moment. But these other ones like aren't relevant to me. Right. So yeah. Talk, talk a bit about that. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I think, and there's so much influence that you can gain at this stage of when you start to broker, when you start to profile your audience, right? So I think that the more data that you gather on your audience, and we have solutions to go and do that, you know, obviously the more relevant your communications are going to be, right? right? So something very simple as, not really simple, but a new broker welcome, like you were saying, right? I'm new to the brokerage or I'm new to, I've, I've, I've you know, been in personal lines for five years and now I'm going to try my hand at commercial, right? The carriers, and I remember being this broker uh, back, you know, 12, 15 years ago, the carriers that really support your education, you know, it can be very overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. As you're starting new, you're getting into these new lines, you're trying to do a good job, you're trying to learn all this information. And, you know, you kind of attach yourself to, you know, what the, the carriers that make things kind of simple, easy, digestible information that you can learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also a misconception that you're getting this mentorship at these brokerages because you're not, you're not all the time, mm. right? I think the bigger companies kind of have plans and, and what have you. Um, so for the new broker, welcome. There's such an opportunity to influence as a carrier. What is that five series over 90 days 
what applications do I need? What is my guide to easy application so I can actually grow, try to grow a book of business? Um, all of those different things, right? So that's kind of one example. And then, you know, if you have, you know, the re relevancy conversation, even something as simple as if we know that these five producers are cyber specialists, you know, then why are we including them in PI, home and auto comps, mm -hmm. right? Something as very basic as that. And I think what's really important to understand is that, um, you know, these email platforms are getting smarter and smarter and smarter. And, and, and if you don't read, if your audience isn't engaging in those comms, they're, they're, there's a big chance they're just landing in spam, even if it says that it's it's been sent. So um, I also think there's another, you know, just because you have the broker data, right, sitting in a guide wire because they've been quoting, for example, or let's say they subscribed at some other time to a newsletter, like that's just not good enough. Mm -hmm. It needs to be understanding what do they do? What are their primary product lines, right? Is this is, is this the first time, if this, if this is a broker that sent in three applications and that, you know, we know that they're new based on a created date in, in, in a guide wire or a CRM or some other system, then that's how we can start yeah. gaining uh, the profile information in, in order to better better send communications. And that's how you kind of create these the, this readership. And I see this in our business too, right? I subscribe to HubSpot emails. Um, actually all of their content, because I think it's some of the best content I've ever read over the last eight years. But if I don't read it more than three times, four times, regardless if I'm subscribed, all of a sudden I see my HubSpot emails in my junk. Yeah. Right? And I don't really want them to be in my junk. Or they say, you know, right? hey, good So day. my point about that is that constant, you know, it, it's the strategy of, you know, revisiting that relationship through an mm -hmm. email strategy, Right. So relevancy, but then also revisiting. We talked a lot about that with our, our 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 partners yesterday. Was revisiting opt-in, getting them to set up preferences. Yeah, I think when you start to ask when, who whoever's running a, an email channel, right? But in this case, we're talking about carriers and throw MGAs into that mix as like you know a B two B type audience, right? Whenever you're starting, whenever you're running on an email channel and you start to ask yourself the questions of like, how is this impacting our business? You know, what is, what is the strategic measurables that we can gain off of this email channel mm -hmm. in order to better understand how people engage with our brand and maybe even how that's impacting quote and bind and, and other elements within within our business. The moment you start asking those questions, I think it forces the conversation around the technology and and well, do we even have an email strategy? You know, because right. we've been in, you know, some of the biggest carriers around that are now looking at well and and networks and they're now saying, well, actually we do want to ask those questions. Like email can't just be a you know, very basic technology platform that we run and we're blasting out messages. We, we actually are starting to ask ourselves these questions, you know, how are, how are people engaging with this, you know, beyond an open and a click, very basic metrics. And, and they may not be, those metrics may not go beyond the marketing team because it's not 
viewed as strategically. So now, now the now the VPs, now the in this case the COOs, and they're they're starting to look at well more broadly across the whole you know the whole life cycle in our in our carrier business. Well, email is a pretty critical channel for us. Exactly. You know, yes, we got to get critical bulletins out. Yes, we got to like we have other more traditional marketing events and things that we might do. But on the on the whole, we're saying. We want to understand how this is strategically impacting. Like, what can and what more can we do to automate and simplify and segment and become way more relevant to our end broker audience? So, I think when you start to ask those those questions, then that forces everyone around the table to say, "Well, okay, well, actually, we don't have much of an email strategy, right? We don't have a." We don't even have a platform that if we wanted to, and by the way, we don't have the experience because right. all we've been doing is the bare minimum to get our things out that we need to get out. And we're not we're not sitting back saying, hey, how does this support right. claims? How does this support new, you business. Know, new business? How does this support yeah. commercial? How does this support personal lines? Yeah. What, what does all that look like, yeah. right? Where can we automate? What can we trigger? Right. Yeah, based on action. Based on action and not just action with marketing, but based on action with 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 the business so something very simple like maybe you decide to put these new this new broker these new brokers through you know commercial a a, a three a 90 day commercial drip right around cyber this is what you're going to support their journey this this is a you know support their assisted you know kind of assisted selling type type model and then being able to understand by email three have they have they sent in two submissions or one submission or any submissions Right. Being able to kind of connect the dots. And if they have, then, you know, then obviously that informs your campaign. You can understand what they're doing. If they haven't, what else? Do, what is that? Do you alert sales? Maybe this person needs some help, whatever that looks like. Right. Yeah. So it's it's really just going beyond that, you know, batch and blast approach of like you said, yes, OK, critical bulletins. Th- those are a must have. You're never going to get those off the table. Um you know, something, another example is, is, you know, we always look at our open rates, right? And if you're pushing, you know, a 50, 60%, even 40 in some cases open rate, like that's really good, right? It's in the industry that that's very good, but no one ever asks themselves, you know, oh, wait a second, but that still means that 7,000 people of our key audience aren't, aren't engaging. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So how about we actually take a step back and look at that 7,000 versus just them? being like patting yeah. ourselves on the back for the 46% open rate. Yeah. What's going on with the other, with the other. Right. Yeah. And unique opens over a period of time and starting to flush that out to say, wow, these have, we got a batch of people that have never been really engaging with our content. Right. Um, Cause we can obviously measure beyond just opens and clicks. We can measure whether or not they're making their way to these broker portals, the, you know, these other ancillary web pages if you're using landing pages, which we definitely recommend you do to distribute information beyond a logged in gated area, the stuff that you can, uh, you know, we could track all that. We can see, oh yeah, you know what? They made it over this landing page, which just contains a bunch of additional data that's, or information that's really um, specific to that particular audience. You know, maybe it's a large broker network partner and hey, they we have a spe- separate landing page set up and there's a bunch of PDFs and stuff, and there's different contact information, and, and that's all designed for that person. Well, that doesn't need to be behind a landing page. None of that information's critical. I mean, it's not going to be searchable. It's not going to show up, and you're not going to be able to find it unless you have right. the link. Um, 
but we can track all that. We can say, right. oh, you know what? These people have never been there. The, you know, you, you went through all this exercise to roll out a very specific broker network initiative and blah, 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 get it all separate. And, and we've got, you know, 300 people or a thousand people that have never gone to this stuff. They've never done anything with it. So what's going on with that? Right. And you could say, well, maybe it's something going on with the way we're sending email. I think what happens is as you start to be more strategic with the programs, you, you know, you get less of that. People actually are engaging because you're using best practices and you're, you're using the, um, but you still need to monitor where your audience is at at any, every, any given time and take action against it. Right. So this is the good, the good use of like landing pages, right? In, in these systems like a HubSpot or an Acton or, or Salesforce products. Like it, this is why, you know, you can throw up a landing page in half a day and it really becomes a surgical tool for FAQs or these things that brokers need to, to need to see that you don't need to jam inside an email, right? There's so much emphasis on, you know, um, like you said, just like getting, you know, volume out. Yeah. And, and I, and I, it, it's just not strategic volume. No, it's not. And I think the, if you most, not, I wouldn't say most, but I think a lot of the larger players even the mid play like they're they've got some kind of strategy you know maybe mm -hmm. they're coming out of digital transformation maybe they're in the middle of it um but they ultimately have some brand persona that they are trying to bring out into the into the world mm -hmm. and i think that no different than if you said hey you know what well i've got a chain of retail stores and you know out there in the marketing material we're all about about convenience and selection and then you walk into the store and it's like well you don't have my size yeah so so there's a disconnect between you know what the brand is saying and what we're feeling now in this world and a lot of this where there isn't a physical location your touch points are all electronic right. so if you're sending out information over text or email those are touch points and those and and so if you say hey we're all about reducing friction in the process yet i'm getting eight emails from you every two weeks that are that are very high friction i got to log in everywhere they're super long they're not relevant there's a disconnect right yep. so i think that i think one of the things that business leaders need to understand is that every one of those emails is a, t is a touch against your brand. Every one of those, if you're using SMS, again, is a t touch against yep. your brand. So you have to make sure that that is strategic now, you know, because it'll it'll erode that really quickly. Hey, we're all about this. And meanwhile, it's like, well, that's not represented here, yep. right? So I think where you can find those leaders that do want to be something in the mind of a broker and yes. hey we we represent this out in the market cool that's excellent now let's be strategic on our comms let's make sure we're running 100 right? yeah it needs to follow up your broke your broker user experience has to match what you're walking and talking out there from a brand experience yeah so let's talk a little bit about broker profiling how are we doing for time 20 minutes that's pretty wow. good that's pretty good flew by um so why don't we talk a little bit about what it means to have your audience because right so yeah why don't you talk a little yeah, bit about yeah so audience i think the thing is yeah so going back so there's the there's the relevant comms personalization to two big ones 
right? But I always, you know, which I think that's those are obvious ones when you know who you're talking to, you know what they do at the brokerage, you know, you know that they're in their primary product lines and and their roles. Like those are kind of basic questions. Um, for relevant comms, but I also think it's such an exciting opportunity from a growth perspective um, in terms of growing the broker database. Mm. So I think it's it's just so, you know, I think I work with a lot of carriers who, where do they get their lists? Well, they get their lists typically from, you know, sometimes even Excel sheets. Sometimes they're pulling the pulling the information out of their quoting their their principal, you know, transactional pl- platforms. Right. So that's another way that they build their list. But the thing is, is that they you know, meet with them. They, they, they meet with they, them. They come, try to collect yeah, business cards. Yeah. They come back. But really, like, do they really come back and, and add them to the CRM? But right. So there's there's and then there could be CRM and usually CRMs a bit, you know, shaky in terms of if that data is clean or not. Um, but constantly I look at these these data reports to see that there's missing information, hmm. right? That, that we've got a ABC insurance broker brokerage. We know that there's 50 employees there and, and the database shows three. So it's really kind of setting yourself up to, 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 to fail, not to fail, but, you know, I think gathering, growing your, your list is key. Growing mm-hmm. your list, keeping it clean is key. And then at the same time, taking the opportunity um, to farm accurate data you know, every six months or every quarter. Right. Right. Goose Digital's built a tool um, that allows you to go out with, you know, a very, you know, cohesive process, um, secure process to go and get that, keep that data fresh. So then you, your, your, your comm strategy is followed by, by something that's relevant. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. So if you have an organized, if you have, this is really key for B2B type marketing because right. you'll have situations where more than one person in that target organization is, you know, was worthy of receiving messages. Maybe not all the same message, right? right. In some cases, yes, but going back to the role conversation. Mm-hmm. So even when we do our own marketing, you know, we might look at, hey, we would like the CEO or, or president. We would like the VP and director of marketing. Maybe there's marketing managers or coordinators or underneath and we'll have a little segmentation set up so that we're sending messages to the relevant groups right right but right there you've got potentially three four five people within a company that we want to communicate with or we'd love to communicate with so how do you manage that over time when people are changing jobs roles in the company uh, leaving the company etc right so yeah you know traditional opt-in campaigns are are not really built for that and traditional subscription management centers give you a little bit of that control to say, hey, I'm, I'd am i like more so information about this versus that. But ultimately, when you have such a strong client-customer kind of relationship like we've got with like a carrier and a broker, there's a an opportunity to make that, like develop that more, yeah. right? So, hey, I actually, like if you tell us a few more things about yourself, Jen, you know, we'll we'll make, you know, we're, we plan on giving you tips and advice, right? And it's just a basic thing in an email um, that might be just personalized messaging that pops into everybody's email, but now you're getting a personalized tip for you. Right. And it's keyed off of the fact that we know that, you know, you you predominantly are, are doing this type of role within the organization. Right. On top of that, you need to be able to say, well, oh, 
Sally, Bob, John, they're no longer here. Right. But these three people replace them. Right. Right. So to be able to quickly swap in and out people that should be on the list, right? So yeah, we have created something that allows us to do that. But it seems to be a challenge. Maybe you could talk a little bit about this. It's just, you know, you need to have an audience to work with. Right. And then on top of that, we've got so many acquisitions going on in this industry, right? Where we don't know who's where, how, you know, I'm sure they're, I'm sure their emails still work on their, organ, their, their previous organization, but who's going to these groups to say, Hey, great. You know what? We're, we're, we're a carrier, name a carrier. Hey, we'd like to work. We'd like to work to make sure we have the right people in our database. And by the way, we have all these people right now. Can, can somebody please, yes, so nice, you know, Oh, we need these new people. Yeah. We just don't see a lot of that. And everybody's everybody that we've talked to about it. It's like, yeah, that's a huge concern. Yeah, it's we a huge that. concern because then how do you how can you how can you move past some you know using email you know as kind of like how can you how can you innovate with email if you if you don't have the right audience right yeah. so that's what we're talking about we're talking about and then how do you uh, get, how do you get that that information right who's going to take the time at the brokerage is it the controller general manager make sure that kind of part of onboarding well it should be part of onboarding mm -hmm. right um to go and make you know you know so either but there's now a way to automate that there's an there's a way to use technology to go and get that yeah you're not doing an excel list you're not no. calling them up and then no. you're double typing into a no. crm you're not sending it to the broker principal who is probably just going to forward it on to the controller or delete it right yeah. so it's but then it's about really creating what is that value add and making it known to the broker hmm. why you're doing this why you're you know why you're actually making an effort to get accurate broker data sure. right so yes there is there's the opportunity but it's also i i really believe the education is such a huge piece education as we all know is lacking in this industry a, a lot right and you know a brokerage of the size of 100 people you know it's very hard to support that education and training mm -hmm. right so you lean on your carriers to do that Right. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I just I just think there's once you've you, you, you make it, I think the step one is making sure you have the right audience and, and actively working every single year to keep that audience fresh. Yep. That's giving you the best the best chance of success. And then all of your strategic campaigns can be built can be built underneath that. Right. And then your segmentation in these platforms becomes unbelievably powerful right mm -hmm. you you know and and when i say segment by broker individual but you know producer versus csr versus the marketer that's sending in all the uh, the submissions versus the key or the data entry person who will probably graduate to get their license um that's the individual but then there's the segmentation power on the brokerage right mm -hmm. you know segmenting your top 10 your, your top 10 percent yeah. Who are our growth brokers? Who do we want to push growth campaigns to? Who do we not want to push growth campaigns to? Right? Um, you know, and then it, and again, even allowing you to do things that are hyper strategic, like co-branding. So if you want to talk about your growth brokers, right? We want to go out with cyber with these set of brokers, yeah. right? Would they know the key appetite that we want yeah, to write? It's a profitable business. There's different underwriters right? involved. There's, exactly. Right? There's like, it's a whole thing, right? So now you're wrapping around a, a super beautiful, tight content strategy with 
top five, you know, with, 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 you know, specific brokers. And then again, I think even part of that becomes even more meaningful from a measurement perspective, because if you're measuring the impact of a broker that you have, you know, outdated contacts and, and maybe not all that you would like to see out of those contacts, um, you know, measuring the impact of your overall strategy, it becomes, so I think, you know, everyone wants to do measurement. I think when you talked about that, yeah, we should be doing measurement. Great. Even more so now we're talking about, hey, we've got a strategic partner. We've got a strategic network. We want to grow with them or a strategic bigger broker. And they're in, on our list. And we've got these customized resources now for them. Yep. And well, we want to measure what is the engagement in that base? Yeah. You know, we've got a huge, we got 80% engagement over, over a rolling 90 mm-hmm. on that particular base. And we know that we've got a decent penetration on the number of people that we should have on our database and rounded out the, the attributes. I mean, now, now you've got something that you can go to the, to the team to say, we feel very comfortable that our communication strategy to that top, to that, to that company, to that brokerage. We think we think it's happening. We think it, it's working, right? Yeah. And by the way, we have a baseline now, so we can say, yeah, we know we drive a certain amount of this and that, and you can see the 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 uh, gross written premium that's coming from that. Yeah. Um. And and we can see what the communication metrics look like. So from there, going forward, it's like now we can benchmark this. How right. are we doing this year? How yeah. are we doing next quarter? And I think that now I know this is podcast is about email, but I think now that so you you get that put in place, right? Very surgical approach. Then. And then when you want to branch into social media, retargeting, paid ads, now when you're talking about asking carriers, you know, to co-fund and there's this, these co-marketing dollars, mm-hmm. now it starts to open up a whole other, um, you know, transparency around co-marketing dollars and using it smart in a, in a way, right? You're, you, now you have all this visibility in terms of we're going to go and remarket to, you know, or we're going to remark to the end customer, or we're going to do, you know, a, a paid media campaign that's, you know, to the end customer, but driving to a broker. Like now it all becomes a cohesive process mm-hmm. and not fragmented, right? So, yeah. yeah, throwing money off to the side. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty good. Um, anything else you want to add on the email strategies for carriers? I would um, say, I would, I would say, like, you know, big networks is a different one i think i'd probably do that a different podcast because it's yeah. it creates a little bit of internal comms can still be super you know almost like broker marketing in a way even if you're like some of these bigs that have a lot of bro- brokers that work for them you know i think it's a totally different i think using marketing automation and using the platforms to do a lot of that stuff that we're doing you know applies to them, you know, mm-hmm. how are you going to manage if you're a network and you've got, you know, 13 brands, some of which that you want to maintain and co-brand, and now you're you, you've got to yeah. run some kind of you know internal comms around that group. Yeah, I think that that's a whole a whole strategy to make sure that um, as you're acquiring and as you're growing, that it it just is a whole nother level than saying, hey, we're a you know hundred hundred and fifty person brokerage and you know, we we would send emails to our internal people. Well, now we've got a thousand people. Now we've got fifteen hundred people. Now we've got two thousand people, and they're by the way, they're they're a little bit fragmented in terms of how we still maintain some of those brands on the front line. Well, how how, how are we doing that? 
Yeah. And and by the way, what are they doing? Because now you've got crossover between end audience. So within yeah. within the network, you've got a challenge and you need the right type of tooling and the right type of strategy and the right type of measurement. But then your end insured marketing becomes a whole nother can of worms because you've got crossover yeah. and you've got a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, that's a, I think that's another podcast, but do you have any? You no, have any? I, I just think that like, I think my only other thing is, is that there's so many that we talk to that are already late to the gate and then oh, some are not, oh, right? So yeah. they're, they're- Most they're, of them are, I, I think most yeah. of them are not leveraging yeah. the tools and strategies. Yeah. Like, and, I, and, and, it's, and I think it's also because, so not to cut you off, you can get into it too. I think it's also because there are, some of them have just been sitting on older tech. Right. Right. But yeah. some of them have been going through like these, these acquisitions, these yes. amount. And it's, it's difficult to say, Hey, we're going to like launch a bigger communication strategy when we don't have all of those ducks in a row. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're already late to the gate. Right. And then you've got, and then emails only gotten harder. Right. So in some ways, so, so, you know, so that I think that it's just, it needs to be emphasized in 2023. I still, it's a, it's a, it's a huge growth channel. It's a huge, you know, with the right technology, it's, 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 it's still, a, it's still the strongest tool. It's still the, the strongest channel. So, um, yeah, I think that, uh, it's just time to look at comms strategically in a better way and in, in, in going into next year. Um, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's pretty good. I don't, I don't, can't think of anything else that, you know, all of this you can do without a CRM, by the way. You yeah. Know, if you're sitting there thinking we don't have a CRM. Yeah. That's actually huh. a good point. Like the, you know, there's so much advancements you can do without perfect, perfect data, but you kind of got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up then. Thank you. Okay. This is good.